DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio B. Wait, today. what? And the B stands for Baron. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little sad over there, Hank. Yeah. We may just have to cut Hank out of this one. Actually, yeah, if we on. just take Hank out of the shot. Or wow. just zoom in on me. Ryan just got some crazy glare behind him, so it could just be a me show. That's my wow. halo that you're seeing. Oh, Maybe yeah. we should just have a Zach show. <laughs> also, since when is the Studio B? It is today because it's the because I need because it's. Oh, that's true, because we now have Studio A, and this will be Studio B. I'm calling it Studio X. Is it going to be Bear it's Studio X. forever, then? It could be. <laughs> uh, it, it looks funny, but we're in the... Tomorrow will be our first show in Studio A, or in the new Studio A. How about that? If you want to get a sneak peek of it, you can watch the Avs post-game show tonight. And as the Avs, the Stanley Cup champion abs are back mm-hmm. in action tonight it off tonight and pregame oh show. pregame would be your first look at the new Ooh. studio a let me tell you it's fire nice i can't wait maybe this will just become the DraftKings studio i was gonna say <laughs> this this studio this show presented by DraftKings sportsbook a uh, big shout out to the great DraftKings sportsbook and all that they do for us as betters and as podcasters <laughs> yes. uh, so go, use the code dnvr when you sign in uh, to get in on some of their great deals. People in the comments thought you missed it. Oh, I, I even Zach thought I missed it. not I, angry. I, I, did, I didn't. Just, I was just, just letting it. Br- I was just letting the show breathe a little bit. <laughs> That's not how this is supposed to work. You're supposed to say it. Oh, I, I feel like I'm the host. I think you okay. have. Okay. I, I think you have about uh, a two and a half minute window. I, I think mm. that's fair. Yeah. That Remember, was at two like fifty. Two and a half so, second window. Yeah. yeah. This is, did you say like, oh yeah, here we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. You're counting the countdown. Yes, he and... got it in within a minute. Yeah. 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 He no, I, right I, wasn't at the saying, minute. I wasn't saying you didn't. I, w- I was just saying, I think you have, you have a little window. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'm not so sure. Uh, can't wait to be, can't wait to check out Studio A tomorrow and uh, can't wait for you guys to see it. Can you wait for Christian McCaffrey to come a Bronco? Mm. Can I wait? That's an interesting way of putting it. <laughs> know, yeah. um, That's actually a huge part of uh, my argument. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, let's get into it. A lot of people have brought this name up, uh, especially with the Panthers firing their coach, Matt Rule, one of the worst coach contracts in history. Maybe only worse than, or, or yeah, only one step below John Gruden. Yep. Uh, in terms of worst coach contracts in history. Um, but when you're David Tepper, it's much like if you're Rob Walton, you can pretty much do whatever you want with coaches. It doesn't matter. You give whatever money you need to in order to get the guy you want, and when you fire him, it doesn't matter. But they need pieces for a rebuild uh, pretty desperately. And so there's a lot of talk about Christian McCaffrey being on the market. Uh, there's also talk about teams reaching out, including the Bills, um, who – Goodness gracious, if the Bills got Christian McCaffrey, that would be extremely scary. Yikes. Yes. Uh, and the Broncos, according to odds that are out there, uh, <laughs> are third 
on the list in yep. terms of chances to get Chris McCaffrey. So it's not that we're pulling this out of thin air. It's a real conversation that's out there. Yeah, and really quick, it's it's behind uh, the Panthers are still the favorite just to mm-hmm. keep them, and then the Bills are next, and there has been reports, like you said, Ryan, about the Bills reaching out. And then who knows how they're coming up with the Broncos being third. Maybe Vegas knows something. Maybe it just makes sense with the Broncos losing Javante Williams, having mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, uh, and uh, a team that – a lot of people viewed before the season, but it was going to be a playoff team and may want to add a piece there. So, I mean, if, if you set the injuries aside, which you can't do when you decide you whether to make the trade or not, do that. but you just look at what Christian McCaffrey is as a player, he's kind of exactly what I think the Broncos offense needs. It's either that or a tackle. And, you know, the fact that he can run the ball the way he can and he's explosive as he has been this, this season, it's, it's the ability to add to the passing game that really intrigues me because they haven't been able to throw the ball. They can't justify adding another receiver when you already have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy on the roster. So I I do think that that mold of player fits really, really, really well into what the Broncos need right now. He's exact. I mean, he's exactly what the Broncos need in several different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, He's what they need as a running back. He would hugely expand what they can do out of the backfield as a receiver. More importantly, he would bring really good vibes with him uh, <laughs> if it happens. Like this fan base is in the darkness right now. I mean, you thought the world of suck the first time we saw it. This is World of Suck 2, and the sequel is always worse. And. Christian McCaffrey would legitimately get everyone excited again, at least for a minute. So, boom, checking those boxes. Checking that, you got the Colorado guy box. You're checking all the boxes. And I would be pounding the table for this if it weren't for the injuries. I just There's just no way I can get past it because if you make that move, it's literally a ticking time bomb. It's not, will he get injured? It's when will he get injured? Mm-hmm. And it's not a knock on Christian. It's unfortunate. Uh, it's nothing that he can do. He's, you know, you want to give him the ball so much that he's exposed even more than the average player. And I just, there's just no, I mean, it could happen the first game. It totally could. And I'm, I'm curious, what injury scares you the most of his? So he had like the pulled hamstring. There's like this little thigh strain. And there've been, there, there was a shoulder Right? There was like a, I can't remember what they called it, some sort of shoulder thing that kept him out three, four weeks, and then two sprained ankles. I think, I think you go head, shoulders, knees, and toes, <laughs> and everything in between. Yeah, that, it's not a, a specific injury. It's the history of them. It's kind of mm-hmm. like LaVisca Chenault, right? Like it's always mm-hmm. something for certain players, and I hate it for them. KJ Hamler's another example. Like it feels like it's always the hamstring, but it was the hamstring, it was the ACL. Like there's, it's always something for certain players. And I hate it. It does at least, Henry, give you the opportunity to make the case of, hey, look, it's not like he has some sort of degenerative knee thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the the risk and the doing that with the knowledge. It's just like no no offense to anyone because I'm sure some of our listeners do. But it's like it's like smoking cigarettes in 2022. Like you know exactly what you're doing to yourself. <laughs> and if you get mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, you know exactly what you're doing to yourself. 
and you can't be mad. You can't make any excuses. You can't do anything when he eventually gets hurt. It, 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 I'm just going to take it one step further, Ryan. It's like uh, doing a drug. You're going to get that initial high, yeah. but then there's going to be a big cliff that you fall off yeah. of one, once Christian McCaffrey gets hurt because you're right, the vibes would change, but you don't make big trades just based off of vibes. Christian McCaffrey was Iron Man. He played in every yep. single game his first three seasons. Then he only played in three games two years ago. Then he only played in seven games last year. The trend is not looking good. This year, there's been five games so far. He's been on the injury report two or three different times. Didn't hold him out of games, but it's still not like he's been absolutely clean on the health front. And that's just one of the reasons why I am out on this idea for now. Right now, where the Broncos stand, I'm out on this idea for right now because if you make this move, you this could be a play for the future. Christian's only 26 totally. years old. He's under contract for, what, two or three more years after this? Three. About $12 million cap hit per year after this season. But you could just also treat it as a rental. You could bring him mm-hmm. in this year, not have a big cap hit. Uh, the Panthers would take a lot of it, and you could move on from him with very minimal uh, damage to your cap moving forward. But if you take the rental route, that means you're all in for this year. That means you are thinking that you're a Super Bowl contender, uh, an AFC West or an AFC contender to, to be in that. And right now at 2-3, and three, the Denver Broncos are not there. Now, if they were 4-1, and one, I'd say, especially with Javante, I'd say, let's go make this move. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. But right now at 2-3, and three, you're giving away a, a third-round pick. You get two third-round picks next year. You're giving away one of those. Uh, there's some rumors, chatter online, that the Bills may gave up a, give up a second mm-hmm. in order to get him. So if that's the case, then you're giving up two-thirds next year to compete with the Bills mm-hmm. for him. Or you're going in the future and taking away <laughs> a second from 2024. To me, that is just, one, not worth it, and two, very much not George Payton. Yeah. that And it just get, the more you dive in, because the first feeling is like, man, having Christian McCaffrey on the Broncos would be dope. And yeah. the more layers you go into it, the, the harder it is for me to make a case as to why, why you should. But I do want to paint the everything goes right picture okay. because it's it's a pretty picture christian mccaffrey comes in he unlocks the broncos offense in a way that we haven't seen yet i think it's a legitimate thing that could happen not a pie in the sky type of totally. dream he stays healthy he has a great year this year you do a good job of spelling him with melvin gordon i can't really think of his backups uh in carolina but i feel like melvin gordon would probably Chuba hubbard's still there yeah i mean melvin gordon would be the best backup he's had um through this year and then, say you hold on to him, because you can make it work with the cap. You always can. The combination of Christian McCaffrey and Javante Williams is right up there with Cream, uh, Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb. Without I think it's better. Yeah. Well, without, it, without a doubt, it, it would be. But you could make it work with the cap, absolutely. Uh, even though you only have $8 million this year, next year with Russ, and then a couple years after, it gets tough with Russ. But then you're probably choosing Christian McCaffrey over Bradley Chubb uh, or something like that. Probably. I mean, there's all that cap magic out there. Who knows what they do? Because uh, the other piece of it is it sounds like the Panthers want more picks in return in exchange for eating more of the money. So as it sets up right now, you have to give them a million dollars about this season, then $12 million each of the next three, 400000 or so total uh, guaranteed and all that. So you could get rid of them whenever. Those go down to $6 million. Well, that 
pumps the price tag up a little bit too. So there is kind of that mix and match of compensation in the draft and compensation uh, from from actually paying the guy. As you guys can probably that? hear, we have some uh, people on our roof right now doing some work. But it was it was actually funny. They were uh, <laughs> setting up on the roof, and and right when Henry said. Uh, uh, you said the the Panthers actually want to to give some compensation or give some of uh, Christian's contract mm-hmm. to the team. One of the workers said, "What?" And that, that's exactly how I felt. Yep. Yep. I I had a bad feeling when that ladder went up right next to us. <laughs> yeah. I I actually probably don't think the listeners can hear it nearly as much as we can. Yeah. How, yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the 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 these mics are pretty good. Um. So so Ryan, you you talk about the the future and, and what this could look like. Here's where I'm in. Let's look at not that long of a future, but let's look at a future just a couple weeks out. Broncos at two and three, they are not a playoff team. Broncos beat the Chargers. I'm I'm still out at at three and three next week. The trade deadline isn't until two days after the Broncos Mm -hmm. play the Jaguars. And I think we're going to know then just if the Broncos are competitive or not. I, I don't think sitting at two and three right now, the Broncos could be five and three at the bye week. I don't think we're going to know if the Broncos are a true contender for a Super Bowl then just because of five and three through eight fairly easy games. You're not going to be able to know, but they'll at least be in the playoff hunt. They'll probably have a playoff spot at that point. That's when I can get behind making a move right before the trade deadline. Realistically, the week before, let's say they're five or they're they're four and three having won these past two games. I could get behind it, but you're probably not going to trade for Christian when you're in London, when he's still here, like that just doesn't really mm-hmm. add up. But this is a different conversation in my mind. If the Broncos are five and three, uh, totally in, in three weeks from now, four and four, uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. If, uh, four and four, you just have to be really honest with yourself internally. Right. Do you do you feel like you are? Because if you know, who knows what the next couple games could look like. Maybe it's really exciting and, you know, they've, they've clicked. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you make the case. Maybe you don't feel like you need to make the move for Christian McCaffrey. At, you know, if you have three wins around that time, well, then you're saying, okay, well, this isn't our year anyway. Right. And at four, it's like you got to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know who's really, I think, honest about looking himself in the mirror? is George Payton. Because yeah. mm-hmm. last year when the Broncos' season wasn't over, even though no one really thought they were Super Bowl contenders, the season wasn't over. They traded Von Miller away to get a second and a third round pick. George Payton said, okay, this really isn't our year. And now I think he's looked himself in the mirror. And initially this season, he said, we're, we're going all in. We're, we're going out and paying $14 million in order to get Randy Gregory because we have Russell Wilson now. So I trust George Payton to make that right call. Mm-hmm. It's it- just so easy to see how he could just solve the Broncos problems. Not all the offensive problems, but... I mean, we're talking about guys. I didn't go back and do the math this week because it was a dumb amount of math that I did last week. But going into last week, he was the the he was second in the NFL in percentage of his team's scrimmage yards so far this season. So the only player in front of him was Saquon, who's just carrying the Giants. He's just carrying the Panthers to everything that they do. And he put up another hundred plus yards. <laughs> exactly. No I mean, percentage wise, that's why it helps. But like 188 receiving yards on 26 catches. Seven yards a catch uh, right now. He's also averaging four and a half yards per carry. Yep. On a really bad team. Um, now, <laughs> the, the Broncos might be that too. But they I think be. uh, they're better than the Panthers. I think we can say that pretty equivocally. Yes. yes. Um, he's just been so good this season. Like right. you watch him and he's bouncing around everywhere like he did three years ago. He's still incredibly fast. Like it, 
yes, the injuries are there, but in terms of him as a football player, it's it doesn't look like those injuries have taken a toll on him. Yeah, it's a good point. I think that's important to say. And it's such a weird NFL season. Could have we could have done this with this league? Like all of the old quarterbacks are struggling. Mm-hmm. All of the injury guys are thriving. Mm-hmm. Like between C Max Saquon, I'm sure there's a couple more. Bradley you, Chubb. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. You yeah. can point to a few guys who are just like blowing up now. Maybe that's just because it's early in the season and. Uh, I'll touch wood for all of those guys because I never want to see anyone mm-hmm. get injured. But that could ju- sometimes it just looks that way early on. The number one person, though, who could push for this is not Nathaniel Hackett. It's not George Payton. It's the it's Greg Penner. It's True. Rob Walton. It's those guys coming in and saying, now, you don't necessarily want your owner doing this. Nope. But it's those guys coming in and saying, hey, give us the big splash. Go get this Colorado guy. We need something to get these fan for these fans to rally around. I know it is not what you want, but it is the most likely scenario of why Christian McCaffrey becomes a Bronco is because they want a spark. This would be so concerning to me. And we'd probably never learn that it was actually them that came out and said this to force the trade to happen, but it would just go against everything we've talked about. You want an owner that's not going to get in the weeds with the general manager. And it would also go against exactly what the ownership group said two months ago when they took over that they weren't going to do that. Uh, It would give a boost to Broncos fans, but it could be for one week before he gets injured, uh, and I'll touch wood because I don't want Christian getting injured. Or it could honestly be uh, just a couple of months before the Broncos are out of the playoffs and they finish the season eight and nine, and now you're cutting Christian McCaffrey because you think Javante Williams is going to be healthy. That would be a big mistake if you do this off vibes. And I, I haven't <laughs> said this since the off season because it's more of an off season conversation. But tanking doesn't work in the NFL. The idea that you just tear everything down and rebuild. That works so rarely. You know, in the NBA, it works all the time because you can go in there and get the top pick. But, I mean, you look at guys well, that teams have tanked for. one player is one-fifth of the people on the court. And Yes, but, I mean, you also have the quarterback that's important, too. But you look at the successful teams right now. You know, the Chiefs didn't tank. They lucked into Kansas City. You know, the Eagles didn't tank. They lucked into Jalen Hurts in the second round, and he's on fire. Like, it's just so rare that this whole tear-down build picks, build back up thing has worked. I, I I don't I don't love the idea of saying, well, here's our window. Obviously there's a season where you say like, okay, we need to actually go all in, all in, but you gotta keep building and building and building and not say, ah, we'll work on building next year. I, I'm I'm in for tanking. I huh. don't think teams do it. I think teams kind of touch their toe in, in, in the NFL. Kind of hmm. dabble their toe in the water of tanking, but don't go fully in. If you if you want to tank, go all in. That was the issue huh. with the Broncos. It was like they're in a situation these past few years to tank, but no, they went out and just got Joe Flacco to keep mm-hmm. them a, a, a above ship. Yeah. But again, like, so you tank for Tua, then what? Do you, then what happens? You have Tua, and then they've, I mean, they've been fine this season, whatever. Who tanked for Tua? That was a whole big saying, tank for Tua. Yeah, but who did? Well, the the, the Dolphins. They didn't. They had the fifth overall pick. They yeah. didn't fully tank. It well, didn't wind up being number they didn't, one. But they wanted to. That's the whole, like, paying for losses season. That is, yeah. But they just weren't... That's what I'm saying. They weren't good enough at tanking. They right. They fully commit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have never been more acutely aware of what losing does to a franchise than I am right now with the Denver Broncos. Mm. And that's, I think, the hardest thing to eliminate. Now, it doesn't mean the Broncos are just stuck in Loserville forever. But they are, like, working so hard to try and undo these horrible losing habits mm-hmm. that they have. And... 
until it happens, I don't know when it's going to happen. Like, there's no timeline for when the Broncos start learning how to win again. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is helping. I mean, your two wins this year are because Russell Wilson, you know, went and did the thing in the fourth quarter, and you could have had it a couple more times maybe if you gave him a chance. So he's helping, but he can't change everything overnight. So that's my bi- that would be my yeah. biggest case against it right now. The problem is the teams that are tanking are going to have losing issues anyway. Um, Wait, what does this have to do with – uh, just like the idea that you you save save your assets because you you don't want to go get Christian McCaffrey right now. Like the idea, well, you're not you're not a a top five team, so don't try to get better right now. Because to me, you know, there's really three problems with this team. Russell's making some weird reads. Nathaniel Hackett is making some really weird decisions, <laughs> and there's a lack of talent on offense. And if you're George Payton, it's like you. You can't fix the Nathaniel Hackett thing unless you fire him. You can't fix the fix the Russell Wilson thing at all because you can't do anything there. So the one thing you can fingers. do is say, like, we can find one more piece for this offense, try to get him some more tools, see if we can grind our way into the playoffs and give ourselves something to work off of next year. This is the most they've had invested in the offense since Peyton Manning was here, though. I mean, it's not like those teams where the, the defense was the number one paid defense. This is mm-hmm. a pretty balanced team in terms of resources. Maybe in terms of resources, but in terms of talent, it is not. Like, you just are lacking. Like, again, like Mel Tucker always talked about good players every week. You know, it's that linebacker is a good player. They've got two corners who are good players. Again, if you just turn into black and white, who's good, who needs to be replaced, there's like two good players on the Broncos offense. So a third round pick or two third round picks mm-hmm. or a future second round pick, that could be a Javante Williams player. It, that could you pass be. Out. it could be a Justin Simmons. It could also be a bust of a third round. Greg Dulcich. You, you, you don't totally. know, but I mean, it, Justin Simmons, one mm-hmm. of the Broncos best players was taken in the third yeah. round. Uh, so you don't know that that third round is very interesting. Um, are you trading for him right now? Well, before we get there, what mm-hmm. is the, what is the package? Let's establish at least a, a, a an overarching look at what this package looks like. Let's say the Panthers take another nine million dollars off. So it's nine million a year each of the next three years, still non guaranteed. Um, plus, obviously, the one million in this first year. So one nine 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 is what you're getting from him. So then, what do you offer for that? I th- I mean I don't know if the Bills are truly thinking about a second. Um, I'm sure they're trying to not give a second is what, what they mm-hmm. would, but they're, that's probably what the Panthers are asking for. They're saying, we don't want to do that, but they're thinking about doing it just to get, him. do we, uh, first of all, they should do it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> they, they definitely should. That, especially because like their running game, their, their running back talent is fine enough where if mm-hmm. Christian does get injured, it's not like they're SOL. It's kind of what I was talking about uh, with fantasy football this year, which was like, the move, if you're trying to win your fantasy yeah. football league, might be to go for Christian McCaffrey because you just cross your fingers, you get good value on him, and you know uh, if he stays healthy, you have a great chance. That's what I feel like for the Bills is like roll that roll that dice. Like, right. what are you doing? You know, uh, if it hits, you're probably gonna win the Super Bowl. Right. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. you're right where you were with just one less <laughs> yeah. asset that yeah. Yeah. assets aren't even that important to you right now anyway. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I. If you really want to be competitive with it, I think it's a third and a fourth next year or a 2024 second, which honestly may not even be enough if the pay, if, yep. if the Bills are willing to give up a second next year. I would do it. I would do it. Henry? 
I I think I'd have to. I again, the vibes are just so bad. Like that <laughs> that offense. Up. That's you need to, you need to add oh a spark to this team. God. The team needs a spark. Do, oh. If you can just add that spark, like is it a risk? Absolutely. But uh, the, if they called and said, "Do you want to do it or not?" I'd say, "You know what? We want to win games, and for, so we're gonna we're gonna take him." You sold me with the package. It's just nothing. It's really nothing. A third mm-hmm. and a fourth round pick is is yeah. so little. Um, now, yes, there are good players that you can find in those rounds, mm-hmm. of course. And George Payton is, if there's anything he's done well, it's been, well, at least up until this year, he's done well, uh, a good job. We don't know mm-hmm. quite yet on this year. Um, but I, I, I just like, when you boil it down to getting a very good player for a very small investment in my eyes, mm-hmm. I would do it. This is too, this is too Madden of you guys. You, yeah. you guys are, are focusing too much That's on fair. Madden. I don't like um, Christian McCaffrey and Madden. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the vibes, you cannot do that based off vibes. You have to remember the injury history, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I do everything. Be good for, for two. I do everything off vibes. Five game hot streak. <laughs> and you know where the offense needs to get a spark from if they're going to have any chance. It's not Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Uh, it's from Russell Wilson. That's where the spark, the life is going to come from. Christian McCaffrey is not going to turn Russell Wilson in from the four touchdowns, three interceptions that he's been this year to the 25 touchdowns to six Mm -hmm. interception guy that he was last year. And that was a down year for him. That's going to have to come from within. And if if he turns into that, then Cortland Sutton's going to look a lot better. Jerry Judy's Mm going to look a lot better. The tight ends are going to look better. I mean, I'm not saying great. Uh, and then Melvin Gordon out of the backfield, he's going to look better. That's the spark this offense needs. It's not paying for a running back that's likely, history tells us, likely going to be injured. And then you're paying 9 to $12 million for the next three seasons. If he's not a rental, and if he's a rental, well, you're not a Super Bowl contender. So just yeah. do, it does too many things yeah. to me. I, you don't, don't have to make that decision right now. now, though. Like at any point, you can cut him and say, oh, now, now is the time we're done. I, that's the nice part to me. That feels like the insurance. I really agree with every point you made yeah it's just the investment is so low it's buying low on a potentially you know team changing uh uh stock potential uh no that's great potential all pro yes i uh, wanted to say something ridiculous but he (laughs) needs like four more good seasons to right now christian mccaffrey's on pace for 1100 rushing yards and 600 receiving yards if you could get that that would be incredible it's not much different from what Javante was doing. No, Javante's really good, but, but he's gone. You now. don't have Javante. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it I, I I don't think it's as good. He he is really good this year, but he's not putting up the numbers like he did a couple of years ago. I mean, if he's gonna flirt with two thousand yards, that's that's game changing. Uh, it's like seventy five percent of two thousand yards. It's flirting. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great at flirting. It's yeah. like a you know batting the eyelashes from across the bar, but it's flirting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I, 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 I again I started off by saying all of the reasons and then I said but the injury until we got to the trade package. Like I, I'm out until I hear that trade package. Now that just might not be enough. Like if the Bills are going to send a totally. second round pick, it's a win-win for both teams. That deal should happen. Right. There were three players in the NFL with 1,700 scrimmage yards last year. But there you go. But if the Bills say we're only willing to give a third and all the Broncos have to do to beat the offers, give a third and a fourth, I would do it. I, don't, I mean, two if, thirds. Uh, I, the hardest, again, like when my finger's on the trigger, I would say yes. Okay. And I, I don't think that that's... <laughs> That's it. You you that's, you tell them a third and a fourth. They uh-huh. say 
Let's talk to the Bills. They come back and say two thirds, and we'll make this deal before we, we hang go up back the to the Bills. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would say, "F it, let's go." And yeah. that's why I'm not George Payton. That's why I do not have his job. George, <laughs> but but yes, George I would Payton, I would pull that trigger. George Payton wouldn't have a pick until day three. I, I do also year. think. Yeah, I've the, done this a couple times in the Madden League. I just end up trading away all my other picks this too. Is so Madden. I don't have, I'm joking. This is a joke. I'm just uh, uh, then you just I don't even you have you to show up on the draft. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Just go golfing. I that try day. to do that yeah. as well. Yeah, when you don't have a first or a second, or a third. Exactly. punt the whole draft. Yeah, yeah, what if yeah. they flipped it around and said, "We'll give you, we'll give you Christian McCaffrey for Greg Dulcich and Ini Uzurike, third and fourth round picks last year." Obviously, then you absolutely say yes to that one. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to do that. And that's not how it works. But again, like if they had done that during the draft last year, which the Panthers wanted a first and a play, right. whatever, that right. wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. Think about the world we could be living in yeah. now. The number one thing I don't care about is the money. Just doesn't matter to me. I know. Um and so then I just get to the the assets that you're giving up and that is just so little. Um So two thirds But I just don't think that, like if I'm the Panthers, I wouldn't take that deal. I think they could get better. Well then Let's bump it up to uh, if, what? What, the, what do the, you think it would take for, from the Broncos to realistically make the trade? What about that that 2024 second? Okay, and then you need like a sweetener to compete with this year's second, so like a, a fifth. No, I think it'd be a third. You if, think it'd if, be a third because this year? the 2020 2024 second's worth a third. Uh, the further you go out, that could be technically. I don't know. I, you're starting to get to once the point, you start yeah. getting into second round territory is when i start to cringe a little the odds yeah. of you missing out on somebody who is going to start on your football team gets higher but again you're bringing christian mccaffrey who would start on your football team I so mean, could, i get the case could you imagine though if the broncos bring him in as a rental or let's say he ends up mm-hmm. working out as a rental where mm-hmm. they just keep him for this year he's uh, hurt whatever so they let him go yeah I- exactly they trade a 2024 second for him by the time you get there Christian hasn't been on your team for a full season mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you end up going, I don't know, let's say Christian helps this team turn around. You end up going 10 and seven uh, and losing on the road in the first round. Boy, does that sound nice right now? But uh, th- <laughs> no, th- that's not a good thing. Right. Um, you would regret it. You would regret it. And again, that's, that's the risk here. That's the risk. I do agree with Henry's point though, that you can't only make moves thinking like, does this win us a Super Bowl this year? You have to work towards something. Mm-hmm. Mm, but a move like this, this is a Super Bowl move. That's why the Bills make the most sense. Yes, this is a totally. Super Bowl move for them. But for me, honestly, I'm living in next year. Um, I, I'd like it for this year, mostly from a vibe standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love it for next year when you get to extend the careers of both Christian McCaffrey and Javante Williams uh, by playing them next to each other. You can ease Javante in a little bit more. Because you're gonna miss him probably the first month or so. Yep. Yep, I agree. But, but and then you have arguably the best backfield in football wow. to go along with your quarterback. You'd Without be tanking his fantasy and value. You are, Tim Patrick's healthy. But you are forgetting oh. the injury history. Now I know. you're I not know. just counting on him to stay totally. healthy for one season. You're counting on him to stay healthy for two seasons. Or he's hurt this year. You get him next year. Or he's hurt both years. <laughs> That's true. what the past two years would indicate. Yeah. Past four says you'll get him for one. It's a gamble. The older you get, the further away those two those two well, yeah. years were. I just feel like I'm throwing ten dollars on a plus a thousand parlay. Like, yeah, sure, why not? I think uh, George Payton views those draft picks as like 
it's a one-to-one value right <laughs> yeah, there. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> I wonder if he's changed his mind at all on draft picks. Not changed his mind because it's, it's like a black and white thing. No. But the NFL keeps being more and more willing to get rid of those picks. And I think that he is forward-thinking enough that well, his as he, many darts as possible thing might not be the same. He might have an opportunity to recoup a second or maybe even a first for Bradley Chubb at some point this year. Why are you making a move <laughs> for Christian McCaffrey? No, you're not. You're not. You're not. Bradley you're not. But this is. I'm living in a different world now, okay, okay. where the Broncos are sellers. Yeah. And I don't think you could get a first just because. No. It's, the, it's of the contract months, situation, but I think you could probably get your second back for this mm, year. That's a great conversation to have. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we don't have. Oh, please. Because yeah, we're talking they, about how the Broncos should buy because they've got then it they'd together. Really yeah. be sellers. I yeah. mean, how how many sacks does he need to be worth uh worth the franchise tag? Don't you assume? I don't know, but don't he's you, easily on pace. Don't you assume that George Payton is already living in the Randy Gregory Baron Browning era? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not I. No, because Randy okay. Gregory's hurt right now. And okay. also, Bradley Chubb is like a half sack off the NFL lead right now. Oh, he's a beast. So he's I do a- think that that's a very firm part of this era. And what did he say last year? You know, you don't get better by letting your good players leave. Should we have this conversation in the second segment? Sure. Well, Let's right. do it. Let's Let me do tell it. you first about DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> we talk a lot about gambling with Christian McCaffrey, whether it's worth the risk, the reward. If you want to get a little risky, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I love or, gambling. Or you can just find a, a good bet. on Chiefs plus money line or plus oh, money this geez. week. That is so hard to pass up it's the first time patrick mahomes has ever been an underdog at home how about that it's a bad line (laughs) but andre and i have this new thing uh this new strategy called bet uncomfortably Mm. and i think this betting on the bills is is an uncomfortable move i don't know i think i think this game's very uncomfortable yeah but it's gonna come down it's like it feels like high stakes fun yeah it's gonna come down to who has the ball last probably and it doesn't matter if there's what 14 seconds left do they have 16 14 what was it last year 12 seconds left that is insane and you can get in on the live money line on that game over at DraftKings Sportsbook and for new users if you bet five dollars you'll get two hundred dollars in free bets in your account right away which you can use on this upcoming Bills Chiefs game you could use it Monday night when the Broncos take on the Chargers you can use it on this dud of a Thursday night game although it's probably going to be more high scoring than the Broncos and Colts won last week you got the Commanders taking on who is it? The Bears. The Bears. That's there, a beautiful game. There we go. Mm, if it's football, it's beautiful. And yeah. it's, if it's uh, football, it'll be over at DraftKings. So make sure to check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. See terms and conditions in our read. Real quick, before we keep going with the ads, um, Justin Fields, would you rather ha- the Broncos have Justin Fields or Russell Wilson on this contract? Alternate realities. Russell Wilson still. Oh, my but goodness. I think it's still Russell Wilson. But I, I just need more information I, on both. I, I, That's why it's I a fun question. You. Right now, right I have to now take the I'm, proven player. Yeah, right now, I'm yep. still taking Russ. Definitely. Hassle Cattle Company is awesome. They've got those Franks that we talk about at the tailgate. Uh, you can buy the Franks for yourself. They have a whole bunch of different packages that you can buy. So they'll have, like, some ground beef. They'll have some fancy steaks, some less fancy but still really good steaks and then they take all these different meats and things and put them into boxes those packages are awesome and they come at a discount as well um it's wagyu beef raised in texas and they ship it straight to your door 
Uh, it is versatile. It's full of flavor, all that sort of stuff. So head to castlecattlecompany.com to secure your bag of beef. Use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DNVR20 for 20% off at Hassle Cattle Company. Speaking of DNVR, shout out to us. Um, Hell yeah. You want to know how good DNVR is? Tell me. Got a Chiefs fan who has nothing. <laughs> just we're, yeah. He's so good that we're so good that, yeah. that he's here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so shout out to the Chiefs fan who's just... You know, maybe one day, if you're lucky, we'll expand to your city. We actually have a another troll who's, like, giving football troll takes okay. in here, uh, who's now been in multiple days in a row. Definitely not a Broncos fan, but, you know, Just appreciate appreciate exactly. the, the comments. But, honestly, appreciate everyone that's always in here supporting us, especially people like Jose. So good. Our haters love us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, got to check out what we're doing in London. We have so many cool things going on. Keep an eye out on our socials for announcements on different things uh, such as where we're going to be meeting up with people on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Cannot wait to get out there. It's just going to be incredible to meet so many people. I've seen some of your guys' comments on like the Broncos UK Facebook page. Like I've been listening and this is part of the experience for me. So I just want, I, I can't wait to meet you guys. Can't wait to talk to you guys. Can't wait to be out there. So go to uh, dnvr.eventbrite.com to see all of the different things that we're doing. Um, and also keep an eye on our socials to find out where we're going to be. And hit us with a thumbs up on Facebook if you're watching right now. Hit us with a five, or on YouTube if you're watching right now. Hit us with a five-star review if you're tuning in on podcasts. We really appreciate everyone tuning in, and we really appreciate when you hit us with those. Yep. least you could do, Ron Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. I put him in timeout. RIP. We'll, we'll see him in a few does minutes. Does the thumbs up still work though? It, it's if you're blocked, <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. Give us he's, a thumbs up. He's timeout, so not blocked. Oh, well, okay. Bye. You that's you're in timeout. I think that I think that thumbs up is still open. Have although you been I've never. Seems like the perfect oh, time. Never yeah. been but uh, that's just a reminder, people in the chat. If you're rude to other people in the chat, I will put you in the YouTube timeout or block you. So chill. I love that mm-hmm. we're putting adults in timeout. It's so <laughs> fitting for the way they're <laughs> acting. And if you're tuning in on YouTube, you can also vote in our poll right now. Should the Broncos trade for Kish- Christian McCaffrey? Fifty-seven percent of you agree with your boy. Say mm-hmm. no. Forty-three percent. Agree with Ryan and Henry. See, that's a that's a different question. If it you is. ask me, should the Broncos trade for Christian McCaffrey? The answer is probably no. Would I do it? Absolutely. Well, this, 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 <laughs> no, that's not. No, no it's that's not. What we're talking no. about should I, the Broncos do it? I really think it should say should the Broncos trade a third and a fourth for Christian McCaffrey? Because that's the yes side that I'm on. Well, that's fine. I think more people would say no if that was the case. Like when we put that on, oh. more people are going to say no. Oh, see, so? I, I disagree. Mm. Allie, will you redo the poll? Um, New poll. Should the Broncos <laughs> trade a third and a fourth round pick for Christian McCaffrey? And remember, if you're watching live on YouTube or if you're not watching live, make sure to go to DNVR underscore Broncos on Twitter to vote in our pod poll, which comes out after we post the pod each day because we want to hear what you think. And the pod poll just for Ryan, is going to be, should the Broncos trade a third and a fourth round pick yes. for Christian? Wait, how did we get on third and fourth? I thought we were talking about like a second and a third. You literally okay. proposed okay. the third and fourth. <laughs> well, but, That's but, what but, got but, me to say But then yes. I pushed it, and we went to two-thirds. I think we got to do two-thirds. Because you both still said yes. Okay. Got to push the I never board. answered that, actually. Yeah, okay, so tell me, would you? <laughs> yes. Okay, there we go. Would you trade two-thirds for Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I think it's going to be even more people saying no than the 57% did. Interesting. Oh, man, two-third round picks. <laughs> All right, Bradley Chubb. All right, the question is up. All right, Caden let's Stern, go. So.
Speaking of big-time players, trade deadline in less than three weeks from now, do the Broncos, are they trading him? Are they signing him to a contract? What what has Bradley Chubb done for, for you so far? Like uh, Henry said, five and a half sacks through the first six games or first five. five games of the season. If he gets half a sack or more against the Chargers, he'll be the first Broncos since Von Miller to get six sacks through the first six games of a season. And that's joining really, really good company. Bradley Chubb also has uh, a couple of strip sacks, forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. He's been a beast. This sucks uh, because I want to say, what are you doing? Money isn't an object. Just sign him. That's what you just said about Christian McCaffrey. That is not <laughs> what I said about Christian McCaffrey, uh, especially because it's a lot cheaper for Christian. This is a $20 million a year deal. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you just did that with Randy Gregory. You just gave an injury prone pass rusher, a massive bag betting on him staying healthy you could argue you already lost the bet. Um, so I am not making a bet at that high of stakes again with another player when you're already tied. To, it's not like you can just be like, eh, we're going to move on from Randy Gregory and pay that money to Bradley Chubb. That's You can't do that. So uh, I do not want to do two different injury-prone edge rushers. Uh, and that sucks because I really like Bradley Chubb. And if I could go back and just say, like, don't sign Randy Gregory, right. then I would I would say, yeah, save that money for Bradley Chubb. But it's just too much of a risk at that price tag. The price tag is going to be asinine. And let's just be clear. You have passed the hometown discount portion. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't blame George Payton for not signing him before totally. this season be, because of the injury. Sometimes I do blame the general manager for waiting too long, but when you have to see about a guy being injured, you've already passed that and he's averaging a sack over a sack per game now. So you're paying him 20 plus, maybe $25 million. So you yeah. can't sign him now and get a discount. If you lose the next three games, I'm, I'm shopping him and, and trying to, like you said, get a second and a third, maybe the exact same deal that Von Miller got. Maybe you get I was going to say more, but you probably don't get more. But you could get that because Bradley Chubb will be playing at an elite level. If you're three and five, I'm shopping him still. So if that means you go one and two over your next three games, I'm still shopping him. Other than that, no, that though, I'm not going to trade him if this team's still in it. And I'm not going to sign him before the season's done because there still is the injury question. He's st- he's only played five games. I want to see him play tw- uh, full 17 games before giving him 20 mil. There is one other thing you can do and it was is that what you were going to talk about franchise tag yep yeah absolutely i mean i'm not trading him i just don't think there's much of a reason um you a speed in the third you speed up when you get that draft capital but if you franchise tag him you can get maybe not quite the same thing next year you know you worry does he get hurt and that hurts his trade value or uh you know the, the contract would be different you know if you're trading him at that point the team is probably taking on 12 million dollar cap hit versus a. Uh, I guess right now they'd still be taking on probably nine is what's left of his because he's on that fifth year option. So that's not that much different. So I'd rather just push this back a year. Franchise tag for him should be about 20 million next year. Mm-hmm. That's a solid rate. Um, and on top of that, if he does get hurt, which we hope he doesn't, I'll touch wood for that one, um, that's cheaper. You're, you're going to be able to get him for cheaper than that 20 million anyway. And you don't have to make the decision on the franchise tag until after the season anyway plus you know if he signs in free agency you get a third round pick back right anyway the franchise tag is probably the perfect scenario here 
unless you you are in that position that you just mentioned, Zach, and you get a really lucrative deal at the deadline, mm-hmm. then you could you can I I can definitely talk myself into doing that. Yeah, but because I want to keep Bradley around for sure, um, the franchise tag is kind of the perfect out, right? You don't have to make a long term bet. You are making a bet on one year, but it's not you know. You're not saying, well, we're we're just gonna hope and pray he's healthy for the next four years. You're saying, okay, show it to us one more time. Can you mm-hmm. do it again? Stay healthy again another year. Then we can remove the injury prone tag from you, and we'll remove the franchise tag at the same time and give you a big deal. It's kind of a perfect scenario for the Broncos, and this is almost exactly why you have it. And this is why I'm waiting till the end of the year to make an extension on him to decide yeah. that is because if he does stay healthy, you feel comfortable giving him the franchise tag. And then that also buys you a year. Okay. Randy Gregory's last guaranteed year with the Broncos is next year. Crazy enough. So mm-hmm. after the franchise tag runs up with Bradley Chubb, so does Randy Gregory's contract. Mm-hmm. If Baron Browning still looks like a beast and we've only seen him one game as a starter, but he's looked great. Let's say you're he counting did. on him. Well, then you're going to be paying him right about then mm-hmm. too. But then you get to decide between those three guys who are the two that you want to pay. And you even maybe in a, in, in a situation where you have to let one go, you trade one and then you pay one because let's say two or three of these guys are all worth $25 million. You may not be able to sign two pass rushers for 50, 60, 65 million, whatever that's going to be down the road. Um, so that that's what I'm doing as well. But think about it from George Payton's. So let's say the Broncos go 0-3, 1-2 uh, in the next couple of games, mm-hmm. and he has an opportunity to get a second and a third for Bradley Chubb. He could convince himself, holy shit, I just made up my draft capital for next year because now I'm going to trade a third and a second. Now I have a first round pick next year. And a second and and a third. uh, Oh, no, you wouldn't have a second. Then you would have, but you'd still have two thirds. So you'd have Mm -hmm. a first, no second, two thirds. You're feeling so much better. Yeah, Yeah. I, that would be really hard for him to say no to. At the same time, if Bradley Chubb is playing at this rate, um, you might be in a position where if you're George Payton, you're just like, I'm going to set the price tag ridiculously high. Yeah. If someone wants to pay it, go right ahead. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't do it, then cool. We're going to franchise them after this year anyway. And again, talk about a perfect scenario. The fact that you would be able to have that franchise tag, which is going to be crazy expensive, and Randy Gregory's very expensive contract, both basically up at the same time. You get your pick, mm-hmm. one of the two. Uh, or you could say, you know, we want to mm-hmm. go a different direction. It's a really good place to be in, but I was thinking the same thing. George Payton can essentially talk himself into, I'm like back to square one if I get a second and a third because I'll just get up into the first. Now I have a first round pick again. I could potentially package those a third and a fourth to get a second. Yeah. You know, now you got a first, second, and third. Yeah. Like he he could really talk himself into that. It just all depends on where this team is and whether Baron Browning keeps it up. Yep. Do you see some flashes from Nick Benito? Because if you go into next season with Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, it, there, there's plenty of reason to be excited. There's also some really big concerns because there's one player who has proven that he is you know, a, a, a really good NFL player, a few others with some upside, and your one proven player has an injury problem. And so you'd, you'd, would you have to make a move to, to find somebody to, to add some depth, some veteran who can sub in if you need him? I don't know. But I don't think that room would be finished just like that, if that's the case. Man, if you have Randy Gregory, in injuries aside, which is 
something mm-hmm, that totally. you can't do. You have Randy Gregory next year. You have Baron Browning, and he could become a proven player he this could. year. It, totally. Especially if Bradley Chubb or Randy Gregory get hurt again and Baron Browning starting mm-hmm. the majority of the games moving forward. You'd feel great about those guys. Yep. And uh, you better be able to think that Nick Benito is a good enough backup for you. You'd like hope. You better have seen enough. Otherwise, Second-round pick should be starters. Yes. At, at, absolutely, especially your second year. So so what I'm saying is, like, you should feel good with those three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why people are saying, like, how you can't even consider trading Bradley Chubb. If you have Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, you're going to be paying those guys $35 million combined with the franchise tag if you do that with Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb. Then you're going to have a really good backup in Baron Browning. And your fourth guy is going to be your second-round pick. If your offensive line needs help, if other parts of your team need help, which they do, are you really good going four deep at pass rusher, like really deep four? Or is it better to use those assets to help build the team up other places? I think what we've seen, though, is that this defense is really, really, really good in part because of that pass rush. Like when they're able to just put, you know, Baron Browning right next to Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb, they're able to get Baron Browning free every single time because he can get around the edge. He can cut back inside with those twists. And when you have all three of those players, and we've seen it over and over and over again, there's in the backfield constantly. And, you know, you're able to stack that one side with just those two, even with Randy out this week, just sub Draymond to the other side. And you'd love to have more of a pass rush threat over there or somebody who can keep something in. But when this defense looks as good as it does right now, I'm tempted to keep as much of it together as possible. Nope, because that's what the Broncos have tried to do the past five or six years is Mm -hmm. win with defense, have all these resources, have these passes. It worked in 2015. It did. Um, But I would rather have Russell Wilson be protected by flipping out a second and a third for Chubb if you feel comfortable with those Mm -hmm. other guys or somehow moving another piece in order to get resources to get a really good center and a really good uh, guard to, to help protect Russell Wilson. It's a really interesting conversation, mm-hmm. uh, and I, it's really, in my opinion, my final take on this will just be, what's their record at the deadline? Yep, I, that's exactly where I'm at. That's where I'm at yep. with Christian. That's where I'm at with Bradley, uh, and a lot of things can happen. You go 3-0, and oh, you're 5-3, and three, you're feeling great. Mm-hmm. You go 1-2, and two, you're 3-5, and five, you're not feeling good at all. Crazy. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting come game time. And if you want mm. tickets to any mm-hmm. game, you got to go over to game time. Uh, and the best way to do that is by going through the link that is in the description of this show, whether you're listening uh, in pod form or if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, just scroll down into the show notes and you will see the link to game time. You want to go to the Avs game tonight, see them raise the banner, go over to game time. You're going to get the best deal on that. Um, if you want to go to the Broncos game against the Jets, go over to game time. You're going to get the best deals on that. And like I've always said, it's one of the only places in life that you will get rewarded for procrastinating. So wait until the last second. Maybe you hit up our Broncos tailgate. Maybe you, you know, you pop over and you're hanging out around ball arena tonight and you just wait for that last second to get your tickets through game time. It's a great, great way to go to tons of events. I've been using it since long before they became a sponsor of this show. And it's pretty much the only way. I get tickets to events unless someone gives them to me. There you go. And uh, when you're going to an event, you got to check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. They really have completely embraced Denver and Colorado. They had the Mile High City Lager for the Nuggets. Now they've got the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. 
there's nothing cooler than uh, whether you're, it's a Wednesday night or whether you're at the game holding the Broncos logo, the old school D with a damn good beer. And if you want to get your hands on the Broncos Country Lager, make sure to go to breckbrew.com. Check out their beer locator, and you can find exactly where to get Broncos Country Lager over at their Breck Beer Locator. You can't go wrong with any beer, but it's Broncos season. Hoppy Pale Ale is pretty good. Boom. All right, should we... Top of the comments? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We got a couple super chats to hit. Both coming in from Clayton. Thank you, Clayton, with two big super chats. Says, How is Christian McCaffrey going to help so Russell or how is Christian McCaffrey going to help so Russell Wilson can dump the ball off to him instead of a wide open KJ Hamler down the KJ field? Handler. <laughs> he throws to the running back because he's seeing ghost at all times. Need offensive line help. He goes on, says we need offensive line help, not Christian McCaffrey. Even if we got him, who's going to open holes for him? This team has neglected offensive line for years and is starting to show. Quinn Miners could open some holes for him. Exactly. And, you know, I was trying to hesitate and not say that uh, he's your best offensive lineman. But with Garrett Bowles playing as poorly as he did, I'm willing to say, like, that should be your best offensive lineman when he gets back for sure. Um, that to me is pretty, pretty damning. Fair. But... I wouldn't disagree with you, mm-hmm. but the fact that we're saying that based off a guy that played 18 totally. snaps this year, and uh, he <laughs> did play last year and did do some things that made you feel good about him last year, but let's not forget, he was in a, in a, in a guard competition mm-hmm. for much of this offseason as well. Mm-hmm. He was not guaranteed a starting job, which I was shocked at, but the coaches just didn't see enough from him, so that shows you where the offensive line is at times right now. Totally. Um you also have Billy Turner, in theory, coming back at some point who, you know, you can't expect him to be like a big upgrade, but at the very least, there's one more option that you can try. See, the the other thing is that with the offensive line, yes, there have been some blown assignments and, you know, the Lloyd Cushenberry, for example, sometimes it isn't very good moving horizontally, and so he gets upfield and can't get to the linebacker he's supposed to block. Like there's there's some things like that that you can't expect to get that much better. But the big issue has been the penalties. It's been the holdings and the false starts that set him back. You know, I mean, we were talking about those charts that say like, yeah, actually the Broncos' offensive line has been pretty good. Well, if if you take away that they're getting called for five penalties a game, mm. yeah, I guess that they have been. An, an average NFL offensive line. Again, you're losing Garrett Bowles, who was an All-Pro two years ago. So I'm not I'm not totally out on this offensive line yet, especially when we know that it's a new system and they're still going to learn through that. I do think that improving that offensive line would go a long way. But also, I saw other comments saying like, you don't need a running back; you need help in the passing game. Christian McCaffrey does just as much as a receiver, and and you know Russell Wilson really likes to go empty. There may be no better running back in the NFL to flex out of the backfield and put in the slot because it'll get open every time. I don't even think you have to say maybe. No. But at the same time, there's also not just a very good all-pro level offensive lineman out there for cheap right now. But you could get If there was, then we'd be having that conversation. I thought you said there was. I was like, wait, who are you talking about? You can get him with draft picks next year. You could try to get them. What could you get for a third and a third? For, for, for an offensive lineman. If you were to go that route instead, Christian McCaffrey. Like you know, I don't even know. If you were going to trade, yeah. 
Yeah, or, I mean, using those draft picks on offensive linemen doesn't guarantee anything either. It, it doesn't, but you just said Quinn Miners is the Broncos' best offense. He was a third-round pick. He was. So if you can get two two more of those guys, yep. Yep. Uh, you're probably Sign feeling me better. Up. Yeah. Could you imagine? Quinn at center <laughs> and Quinn at left guard everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so much belly. All right. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Yes. Next one. Oh, and real quick on that. I just... My biggest fear right now about this offense is that this offense will not be unlocked unless they start running the ball better. And Melvin Gordon should be good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not if he has to run like a fullback on every play with two hands on the ball. <laughs> yes. Latavius <laughs> yes. well, Murray this week. There, there we go. I haven't, th- I haven't thought about Latavius Murray in like 24 hours. So that's... Just think about his big body. They should be able to stacked. run on the Chargers too. Oh, like of all teams, you would think they'd be just fine on the Chargers. Yes, we're gonna really break them down starting tomorrow. All right, old friend here, Denver rival says, "Hey guys, long time no comment. I've been busy with my brand new son Henry. Hey. Whoa, name the kid after me. Let's go." I didn't name after Hank, or did I? You did. You did. My take on Hackett is he will be safe as long as the games are close. My guess they'll be four and four at the bye. Off the defense alone with the Chargers, always shaky. The Jets' offense, not standing a chance against our defense, and the Jags are unpredictable. The only reason why I think he'd be on the hot seat is the reality of this team being under 500 to finish the season and how that impacts our offseason. If we had our first and second picks from the 23 draft, they can bank on drafting the needed pieces, offensive line, TEs, to fix the offense. Without that, we'll need to spend to fix things up. I still think in time they'll be able to fix things up enough to be a competitive playoff team in the wildcard race. The association is holding a uh, fundraising cornhole tournament Let's go. November 19th. All buy-ins to participate are very affordable and support the Alzheimer's Association efforts. I'll have more details soon and would love to get the DNVR fam to participate. Mm-hmm. Hope to get something cooking with DNVR this winter. Like, I hope Russ cooks the Los Angeles charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Great to hear from you, Denver Rivals, and congratulations on your son, yes. Henry. I have the yips in bags right now. Oh, no. Really? Like, I'm still hitting the board. I'm just not getting buckets. And, like, I, at one point, I was just always getting buckets. Now, I just don't get buckets anymore. You need a PRP shot? I think so. Yeah. It's Something. really scary. Wow. I'm like, what is going on? I just, <laughs> I, I'm not making them anymore. I don't Weird. know. Jeez. It's clearly in your head. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting nervous before shots. Wow. Have you ever had a Breck brew before? I need to have like 14. Yeah, I think so. And then that'll, about that'll, everything. that'll get you right back on board. Yep. Next one from Ozzy Punter says, hey guys, flying into LA on Christmas Eve from Sydney, Australia. Ooh. I'm taking the family to see the Broncos play the Rams at SoFi Stadium on Christmas Day. It will be our first Broncos game ever, and I cannot wait. I've been reflecting on the first five weeks of Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett era, and the Walter Payton era in Broncos country. Walter I have been, Payton. Wal- Walter Payton. Walter <laughs> Penner era in Broncos country. I've been assisted by the brilliant television show Ted Lasso in my thinking. And one of the episodes, May the pub owner says, it's the hope that kills you when talking about Rich- Richmond FC. It's in Star Wars, too. It is in Star Wars, yes. It's the hope that kills you. That's where I was at after the Colts game. I was so in the 2020 Broncos. I had left all my guard down that I put up in the Flacco, Lock, Bridgewater era. The hope was killing me. I then reflected further the words of Ted, believe. Why not? What do we have to lose? We have everything we need. A tier one quarterback, an offensive-minded coach, a well-funded ownership group. We have waited this long, seven long years since Super Bowl 50. It has only been five weeks. Believe, Broncos country. We'll love to catch up with any of the DNVR family at SoFi on Christmas Day to watch the Broncos pump the Rams. 
best Christmas present ever. Yeah, it's, you've got a pretty cool family if that's where you're spending Christmas. <laughs> that is a pretty cool family. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you spend all your time saying, well, the Broncos aren't going to win because they don't have a quarterback, and so you just kind of accept it. And then you get the quarterback, and you're like, oh, they're going to win. It's like, no, that doesn't mean they're going to be really good. That just means that they have the potential now to be really good. It they just means you have a, you should be able to get to 500 regardless. And more than anything, they just need their quarterback to be a really good quarterback. Yeah, the, yes. the Broncos... I know I, he's capable of it. I was going to yeah. say, I still agree with him that the Broncos have a Tier 1 quarterback, but simply Russ has not played as a Tier 1 quarterback this year. It doesn't mean he's not as like a player but he hasn't been this year i still believe he can be and he needs to be the the truth is at the very least if he played like a tier one quarterback they're three and two at the very least yes 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 i still think tier two like you just got that mahomes joss allen tom brady it depends on where you're tearing them off but i I would probably put mahomes and allen in their own tier yeah yeah and i was i was thinking like top seven as tier one but you're probably right there probably is a tier one of like truly elite Um, and then a tier below that where I think yep. Russ should be, but he's not there. Yeah, yep. no one can even come close to Allen's and, Allen and Mahomes in terms of, like, if you told me, like, trade every player on the roster for this guy, would you do it? Like, those are probably the only two people in, yep. in the NFL that you would say. I that. would still put Brady there, specifically talking for, like, one season. I Brady's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think would, Rodgers is, I too. I just personally wouldn't, but I understand. <laughs> I understand. So if you think Brady's going to be fine, and you think Rogers is going to be fine, then do you think Russ is going to be fine? Um, those guys are are different. Those That's guys a different are, tier. Those guys are better than Russ. My other question is: Do you think that the Rams are dead as a playoff team? Ooh, it's not looking. They're not good. that good. Um, I made so much money yeah. on the Cowboys this week. Impressive. I, I just went heavy on that money line. Again, they what do they do? Like they can't run the ball, so they yeah. throw the ball. But also, Allen Robinson sucks. You have Cooper Cup, and that's kind of about it. The defense lost Von Miller, and it was a defense that was carried by stars. Like I, so they they should be they should make they should make the playoffs. Yeah, still that's, maybe. That's why I'm saying they're not dead, but I mean they're they're not a great team. No. I think um, the Broncos are a better team than them. Is kind of what I was getting at. But same, I have same a tier. lot of confidence, a lot more confidence in Sean McVay. Fair, I fair still enough. Think he's fair. A, he's a very uh, good coach. What about the Bengals? Are they dead? No. I think no. the Bengals might actually be good. Okay. There's a lot of teams in, in a yes, similar position where it's like, hey, if we just got more out of our guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of exactly. Then, you know, we could be a winning team. Like, I think the Rams are feeling like if their quarterback played like a top tier or yeah. a top, top two tier quarterback, yeah. they'd be a lot better off now too. So a lot of teams kind of hoping that guys that they're used to playing really well start playing well again. Yeah, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Melvin Bronco says, my boys, the worst thing about the current Broncos situation is being told how to react by others. Everyone mm. reacts differently. There is no right or wrong. Now, if those just plays, what are the expectations? Cheers. There are definitely wrong ways to react to things. Like, okay, it's wrong if someone walks in front of you to react by shoving them to the ground. That's true. <laughs> that is wrong. That'll that uh, wrong. that'll get you uh, the police involved. Yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them the money and let's move on. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, it's very interesting that the. Uh, NFL is taking some time to make their decision because the Raiders have a bye week. They can do that. But I think they're trying to see, okay, do we really have to suspend him? Let, let's wait until this gets further away and are people still upset about it? Or can we keep one of our star players in every single game? I know. It's what, I see all these Broncos fans being like, I can't believe they 
pursued criminal charges or whatever. No, no, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> you have to be like, if the NFL doesn't suspend him, I'm done forever. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is crazy that like Mike Evans gets suspended for like that that fight on yeah. the field. You're like, well, sure, he was pushing a lot more than Devonte Adams did. Also, to a football player in pads, though. Right. Yeah. Like if you're getting suspended for that, I think Devonte Adams gets suspended. Yeah, as JWC says, the worst case scenario for uh, the charge that was brought against Devonte Adams is 180 days in jail. Best case scenario be... is, <laughs> is is the best case scenario. I think it's a fifty dollar fine. Two fifty, I think. Two fifty, okay. Up to two hundred and fifty. Well, it's just up to <laughs> like it, no, it could be up to two hundred fifty thousand. Is the top oh. fine, I think. Oh, I thought it was a thousand. I thought it was less than that. Okay, yeah, I maybe was... I read something <laughs> completely yeah. wrong. Maybe the NFL could find him. I don't know. I saw something yeah, about be. the top fine. Devontae Adams gets like a $500 fine from the NFL, but is in jail for 180 <laughs> days. $250 <laughs> to a thousand. And okay. up, up to 180 days in jail. What was the 250 I saw? Probably the $250 that you just thought was 250 You're just used to NFL money. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just add three zeros to everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer. Monday, Travis Kelsey had four receiving touchdowns in one game. Russell Wilson has four passing TDs this entire season. Please turn it around, Russ. We're a third of the way through the season. He has to play really well the rest of the season and not have any more games like the Colts or we'll still have major concerns going into the offseason. That Kelsey game was so weird. I'm so happy that he brought this up. 26 receiving yards. Is he uh, he still trending downwards? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Seven <laughs> touchdowns in five games? Great. You have got to be kidding me. Becoming a great red zone specialist. Okay. A great red zone. There's nothing more valuable than that. <laughs> I know, but he used to be a great everything. Now he's a great oh. red zone specialist. What would the Broncos it, record be with Travis Kelsey? At least three and two. Red zone specialist? Oh my Travis gosh, Kelsey? Four and one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trending Ryan, down. Ryan, he's, he's <laughs> average. This is what he's on pace for this year. 112 receptions off 143 targets. That is an incredible. That's a catch rate of almost 80%. Checkdown specialist. So 112 receiving yards, a 1,200 receiving yards. Wait, what? Or 11, 1,000, 112 okay. receptions, okay. 1,180 receiving yards, and 24 touchdowns. This guy is elite. <laughs> He's he's good. He's just not as good as he used to be. Oh, my oh gosh. trending down. That would be the best season he's ever had. Yeah, but he's not going to stay on that pace. Who knows? I don't know. I think. Uh, I will say, I, I never debated that he produces elite numbers. I just said that he doesn't catch the ball as well as he used to, which he is doing this year. Yeah. Uh, and he fumbles more than he used to now. Does he this year? I don't know. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, but, whoa. This, <laughs> but I had that take before the season. I love this. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Are you willing to come off of that? He has, uh, by the way, four his, lucky catches. By the way, his seven touchdowns, <laughs> his seven flukes. touchdowns lead the NFL, and his zero touch, zero fumbles. All right, there you go. Uh, also lead the NFL. Yes, yes. <laughs> also lead the NFL. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, uh, maybe he got a PRP injection. <laughs> uh, and if that'll do it, then I'm encouraged for us. Go My whole thing all oh, along was like, I see little signs. I wasn't saying that he's mm. like done. I was just saying last year he like got stripped a bunch um, and he dropped more passes than he was than he was before. I was like, that could be signs of him declining. Yeah. He had, one, he had one fumble last year. Probably recovered a bunch. He had one fumble <laughs> the year before. One the year before. Uh, All trending right. Even, the one other thing on the Russ one third of the season thing. I went through goals for last night. If they put 
22 points per game the rest of the way. They can finish with 20 points per game. That's still really bad. I feel no, no, it's bad, but I feel like that's a reasonable goal at this point. Just get up to an average of 20 points per game for the season. Oh, that would still far fall so. It far. Would. What did we say? 24 was was like a real, like kind of a low bar, yep. realistic expectation, yep. hope for this year. I just feel like four catch four uh, or 26 <laughs> yards in a game is just like really embarrassing for an elite tight end. Oh my gosh, when four of them are for touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, right place, right time. You know? <laughs> Got that going for him. Oh, my gosh. Nash Bronco says, fellas, it doesn't really matter if Hackett is on the hot seat or not because he's not getting fired before the end of the se- year. I'm planning on enjoying this year and not giving up after five weeks. I wish others would do the same, but everyone is entitled to their own experience. Mm-hmm. It saddens me a little bit that Hackett has gone away from who he was in the preseason. But if he was still cracking jokes with the huge smile after losses, wouldn't people be losing their minds even more? My hope is that his core principles of relating to players and creating a great culture have continued but in a more serious subdued way you guys are right in saying a lot of the negativity in this fan base right now is left over from the past few years i cannot stress enough how early we are into this new beginning of the team i feel like a few years from now we'll be able to look back on this period and appreciate those who stayed patient wouldn't that be nice either that or the crazy people who are upset are going to be right which is on the table um yeah yeah it very much is on the table i Yes, Hackett can't be the same guy that he was. We we saw Justin out and uh, tried to crack a joke at actually a question that I asked him after week one, and it was just greeted with, I mean, he was just destroyed for it in the media. If Hackett was doing that every day, oh, man, his life would be oh. so much tougher. So he, he just simply to the media can't be that same guy right now. And that's one of the things that we wondered. We were like, man, this guy's so great to be yeah. around, so much positivity in the offseason. And we said... How's he going to be if they lose? Mm-hmm. If they are two and three, I think we probably threw that number out there. And this is how. And it's a bummer to see, but it's mm-hmm. probably right to see. Definitely. You know, imagine if after that last loss, he just gets up to the podium and is just like, ah, we looked like the bar. I don't know the Star Wars names. Somebody lost a Star War. Like they, we looked like them right, against right, the other right, guys. Right, 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 you know, right. yep, yep, it just yep. would not go over well. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Travis Kelsey's second in the NFL, or sorry, 14th oh in the NFL in dropped passes this wow. year. Wow. How many? Two. Two. <laughs> oh my gosh, get out of here. <laughs> but I, I'm not able to find how many drops he had last year. What I was able to find is that as of December 8th of last year, Patrick Mahomes led the league in most passes dropped by his receivers. Um Travis Kelsey, it is crazy. This that is he gonna has... be my uh, version of your Aaron Rodgers take. So mm, I'm just gonna ride it, get used to this it. This one's even more so because Aaron Rodgers is actually bad this year. He's coming down. Um we'll see. Yeah, and uh Travis, it's crazy that he is He also won the MVP the last two years when you were saying he was washed. Yeah, well, he I mean, he didn't he didn't win the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Just can't do that. Um, it's crazy that Travis Kelsey is on almost, myself here. the yeah. new definition of washed. I didn't go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, it's crazy that Travis Kelsey almost has double the number of touchdowns that Russell Wilson does. That's very bad. That's I mean, crazy. How many of the Broncos I'm, have as a team? Oh boy. That's, Kelsey has to have more. That's a really scary question. The fact that they let him get that fourth one is insane to me and wide then, open and uncovered then, and then mahomes looks at the raiders bench and points the four to him 
And yep. I don't uh, think that was because Mahomes had four. I think he was telling them Travis has four on yep. you. And they yeah. do that's when you're that good, you get to do things like that. They a hundred percent were just like, Oh, let's get Travis's fourth here. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was just like Peyton with the Broncos. Yeah. When he was going for 55, they would be first and goal on the one. And it's like, you probably should run the ball here, <laughs> but no, Peyton would throw the ball three yep. times and get his touchdown. Yeah, well, they would just do a pick play. Yeah. Yeah, yep, uh, exactly. Oh, just like last. Uh, yeah. Just got to throw okay. it to him. Yeah. Just gonna right. throw it to him. Who's next? I think we have one more coming in from oh no, two more from our Vata Luke says, Cheers to RK for the solidarity. The playoffs may be optimistic, but this is the point of being a fan, right? I agree, Zach. The fans aren't responsible for wins and losses, but we do have an effect on the energy that exists in the stadium on game day, and there is no way that doesn't steep that doesn't seep down to the players. We all wish that professional athletes were impervious to outside criticism and influence, but as some tweets have shown us, this is not the case. We've hardwired to hear the boos better than the cheers. To my larger point, fans don't make the calls that control the outcome of the game, but we damn well can try harder on the aspect of what we do have an effect on. All of these injuries beg the question, does the DNVR pod need to replace the wood they are knocking on? Ever the optimist, Arvada Luke. New studio tomorrow. Wow, new wood. There will be new wood knocked upon before the next game. Oh, my goodness. New wood. (laughs) Also, one of the homies uh, sent me a DM on Instagram that he's sending us some cool, um, like, what's the word woodwork like oh, he's a woodworker he said yeah. let's go oh i love it i can't wait we've got a lot of woodworking listeners we really we do. do that's awesome yeah um i'm trying to find the touchdowns right here okay so the broncos have four passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns mm, travis kelsey shame. has more touchdowns than the broncos Wash. don't let this get to chiefs twitter <laughs> oh god Oof. um all right next one's from the count who says pet peeves the sound of someone flossing or cardboard dragging on the floor mm-hmm. is like dra- it's like a draw on third and 18. No way. No damn way it makes anyone happy. That's it that it's any half-minded idea of freedom. Love the count. Well, and Sorry count. I, wow. I could have done better there. And yeah, wasn't you? It was uh, the way it was spaced <laughs> was yeah. really hard on the eyes. And to the count's point though, sometimes, I mean, the, those are sometimes things that you have to do. You have to take the cardboard out of the house. You you should be flossing every day and sometimes a draw on third and 18 is probably the right move to do. I'll take a draw on third and 4 when you're up by 3 and there's 2 minutes left. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Yep. That third and eighteen draw might work if you have Christian McCaffrey. No, nope, probably not. <laughs> All right. And we finish with a long one from C Dutz twelve eighty five. My boys. My apologies in advance for this extremely long comment. Although much of the negativity from the comments has been warranted, why so extreme? I know Broncos country as a whole has some PTSD from the past five years of offenses, Mm. but trashing a seven-year contract of a Super Bowl-winning quarterback after five games is just ridiculous. Even though hope is not good, LOL. I'm (laughs) a glass-half-full kind of guy, so here's what I'll be convincing myself until um, uh, Monday Night Football comes around. One, Russ isn't Peyton Manning. That doesn't mean Russ can't get it figured out in the same amount of time, though. Peyton, two and three. Russ, two and three. Add in the injuries. I'll give him some benefit of the doubt. Would be great to see a big leap against the Chargers. Now for the completely unwarranted optimism. Don't know why, but the only thing I could think of after hearing the sad let's ride from Russ (laughs) was the Tim Tebow speech from Florida when he took a deep breath and said silence for a few seconds after answering the questions. But before going into the actual speech. I think the disappointment in each of their voices was where my brain made that connection. Let's hope some ass-backwards way that there's a parallel. Ridiculous? Yep. 
False hope? Maybe. But I'm here for the whole ride, not just the good times. Hopefully, this at least puts some good vibes into the oblivion. Bleed orange and blue till the bitter end. P.S. Devontae Adams is a true Raider now, and the new intro song absolutely slaps. Go DNVR, go Broncos, and for the love of God, let's effing ride. I love it. I love it. I love the optimism. Wasn't Tebow's, not to totally destroy your optimism, though, but wasn't Tebow's speech, like, very passionate and heartfelt? It was the opposite of the... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I thought. Okay, yep. It was the the opposite of a sad let's ride. But I think it was something about the... He was very sad when he said it. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it turned into like he was able to like channel that into mad. Yeah, mm. I could go for a Tebow speech. Oh man, me wow. too. I could Who go wouldn't? for a Tebow fourth quarter garbage game that actually turns out great in the end. I just you know, kind we of were so close. Game. I just so mean like close. I want Russell Wilson to like, I want to see him get like angry or something. He should be the one throwing a helmet. Sure, throw the helmet. Throw oh. a helmet. Shove a cameraman. You know whatever. Shove a cameraman, Russ. Ah! Don't Calm uh, down. Don't throw the helmet though. If KJ Hamler or Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy drop the pass, uh, it's when you do something yes. wrong, you're pissed. We gotta we gotta get RG strategically placed so he can be there when Russ needs to shove somebody. Mm. <laughs> well, no, because then it's all gonna be on camera. Then Russ yeah, is gonna no, go to jail for hundred and eighty days. in jail. That's fair. That would Russ suck. Russ would never. He's gonna have to pay a two hundred and fifty dollar oh, wow. fine. How could he afford that? No, no. Do you guys want to finish he? off with a poll? I think we, really I quick, would love to. I think that Russell Wilson is the most calm person in Broncos country right now. Uh, probably the most optimistic as well. Like legitimately, Packet I just think he's like, yeah, yeah, this is fine. We're fine. I think it's Russ. I think so. I the shoulder maybe yeah I, even after that game like they lost and everyone's mad and like I know he he was very disappointed but I didn't think he was like oh my god I can't believe we lost that he's like no. all right all right we'll get him next time you know what they say about those quarterbacks cool calm and collected mm-hmm. cool calm and collective collective cool. yes was that Emmanuel it was on, Emmanuel on, uh, Trevor oh. yes it yep, was yep yep oh. <laughs> all right let's finish it with the poll. Should the Broncos trade two-thirds for Christian McCaffrey? 51% says it's yes. It's just to prove me wrong. On the pod, <laughs> it's going to be different. It actually kept like switching. So I really do feel like mm-hmm. Broncos could Crazy here. There was another 51%. poll in there. It was, is Travis Kelsey watched? 100% of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh, Allie, I don't think that poll ever existed. Oh, it was in correct? there. It just accidentally got deleted. Uh, um, <laughs> my, my girlfriend goes to another school. Um, anyways... <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for us. Hit yes. us with a thumbs up on your way out. Also, if you don't have any plans tonight, come down to the DNVR bar. Ooh. First Avs watch party Ooh. since the Avs watch party Ooh. when they won the Stanley Cup. Should be a great time down here tonight. I can't wait. I was like watching old videos and tearing up all day. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Let's, let's uh, you know, come down to the DNVR bar. Let's share some happy tears. We'll see you guys later. Now understand that you need some time.
Keep it.